going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life, Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we will be talking about how we can be our biggest barrier. How can we get in the way of ourselves, our success, and our happiness? But before we do that, let's check in with each other. How are you doing this morning? I'm dead. I've been dying since last Monday. Before we end, Sunday, we're going into... Day six. Day six, yeah, man. So Mondays are usually my long days. So you guys always hear about the, the plant stuff that goes on. But outside of the plant stuff, like, um, personal trainer, so... I try to keep those days short because Tuesdays I wake up really early and um, I had to extend my hours on Monday and I didn't get home or I wasn't able to like get home and settle till about 10 and I have to be up by like four, four or five. Yeah, shit threw me off. I was dead and then decided to go out on Wednesday. Well, actually, no, 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 that's not what happened. I was supposed to get dinner on Wednesday. Dinner turned into drinks. Drinks turns into turned into friend's house, friend's house turned into the bar. The bar turned into blacking out, <laughs> partially, partially. Oh so like, I didn't recall anything until the next, like maybe the next afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, oh shit, like we really did do this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my decision. I was trying to like pass the fuck out, but apparently they were bringing me left and right. Went to this bar, then we hopped back to the crib, had a couple drinks there. I'm like, fuck, this is, mm-hmm. it was too much. So like slowly recovering. It seems um, like it was a, an off week for you. Definitely yeah. not the norm. Well, off week, but also a busy week. Yeah. Because I still did go to work. Uh-huh. And I had a bunch of shit to take care of with the again, with the weather being even nicer, getting closer to summer, I'm getting a lot more plant orders, so I'm like trying to reorganize the yard, trying to repot shit that needs to get into bigger pot uh larger pots. And yeah, I'm just like all over the place. It's almost like I can only get four or five hours of sleep a day. That's crazy. So I'm, str- I'm struggling. I'm struggling. That's crazy. I will say your garden is looking really good, gang, by gang. the way. Yep. I think I, I saw it one day, saw it a couple days later, and I feel like everything grew like five inches. Mm-hmm. Like it just spurted. It's blowing. I uh, mean, we're about to have zucchinis in two hours. Yeah. At this, <laughs> that's at this what's rate. about to happen. Yes. Yeah. So it's looking good. You know, I want to make sure that this is, that we have enough food. For the whole family, mm-hmm. um, throughout the whole growing season, we could stock up in the fall too. It's like you laugh, but I, no. I what's up? You laugh. He's like, "Oh, I want to make sure I have food for the whole family." <laughs> I'm literally thinking you have a farm out there, and yeah. you're just like foraging <laughs> everything. You're like, "This is all we have." And now I'm trying to just save food for my grandpa and my mom to make sure that they got shit to take home, right? Yeah. So stuff you can store. We got onions, onions, garlic, different types of squash. Mm-hmm pumpkins and shit so that's exciting yeah it seems like you have an abundance which it doesn't seem like i do there's no seeming here (laughs) there's i'm overwhelmed there's too much my grandpa the other day was like can't wait to harvest in the fall then or whenever you harvest i don't know come over you (laughs) the other day you said you wanted a pumpkin patch we're probably gonna have one i said have white have white little pumpkins What's up with you? I, it's been a really good week. Good, busy, steady. Work is going really well. And, uh, you know, we, we've been busy this past couple of weeks, I would say, or I have been with the podcast and work. It's always a juggle and a balance mm-hmm. and like making sure I put enough time towards my family, right? Mm-hmm. And this week, I noticed like midweek, I was like missing my boys a lot. And so Friday, my best friend, my best friend's husband's um, birthday was happening. And she was like planning a surprise, like hangout for him in some ways. And so she said, I'm going to buy Mariner's tickets for the guys, including Dex, my husband. Okay. And so that was their thing. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to have some alone time with the boys. Like, I've been really missing them. Um, like this will be a good opportunity. And so, oh, by the way, we went to paint the town in U Village, which is a ceramics painting studio. Okay. I don't know how this is the first time I ever went. We had such a good time, such a blast. The boys 
and I already want to go again. Mm. Really cute, like, date, date idea or just, like, time with anyone, really. It's for everyone. Okay, so anyways, about, I want to say half an hour before we left for Paint the Town, my best friend tells my husband, like, oh, never mind, change of plans. I'm coming, too, because... Her husband was like, no, I don't want it to just be like me and the guys. Like, I want you and baby to come too. Uh So she was like, oh, okay, like, I'll go. So she ended up joining them. And I felt some type of way for a second. I was like, wait, hold on. Like, I'm not going to be there. Like, do I? I was like, do I feel left out? Like, (laughs) I was like, no, like, I'm leaving for Paint the Town, like, literally right now. Like, I got to go. I imagine you'd be like, man, fuck these kids. Fuck Pink and Sam. <laughs> and you just leave them like on the side of the road. <laughs> no, I could never. Game. No, but then at the end of the night, like when he came home, I was like, oh, how was it? And I was like, how was hanging out with them like without me there? Because we'll usually all be together mm-hmm. as a group. And he was like, oh, yeah, like it was fine. Which, of course, why wouldn't it be fine? But it just makes me think like, is it important for our partners to hang out with our friends? without us there and uh, I mean I'm not trying to blow it up it's not a huge deal it's not like it's not anything but if you're dating someone Mm -hmm. and if you guys have separate friend groups because I get like if you're in the same (coughs) friend group your partner is gonna hang out with your group of friends but if you guys have two separate friend groups is your partner hanging out with your friend group often without you there or like vice versa, or oh, that's tricky. I remember, I think when I was dating someone, I would hang out with their friends, like boyfriend or husband. So it's not mm-hmm. like a like my girlfriend's friend that I'm hanging out with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, well, well, we're all friends. That's different. I was gonna so say you like guys da- were I was, one group of friends. Yeah, because I was gonna say Daniel with. and Kathy. Like, like I, I hang out with Kathy to go get food sometimes. Uh huh. Um, but I mean, like we've all known each other for decades so it's a yeah. li- it's a little bit different mm-hmm. yeah did you guys start off that way though like you've been friends with them like before they were a couple yeah. or so i was friends so daniel and kat specifically i was friends with them or i knew of them ever since middle school mm-hmm. vince and sam i mo bet i mo beth with them <laughs> i huh? met i that? met both of them <laughs> i've been talking like that all weekend um i met both of them in high school so with daniel and kat i met Kathy was like AIM days and she went to Hamilton and I was like, she can't be real because no one goes to Hamilton. <laughs> I, I've never met anybody Hamilton else that goes to Hamilton. Do you, do you know yeah. anybody from that school? Yeah. Through AIM days. <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. It, that's just not real. It was like AIM middle school. Um, that's not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Daniel I actually met because he lives across the street from one of my elementary school friends. So I think this had to be maybe sixth grade. <laughs> I think it was sixth or seventh grade. We Some memory just yeah. popped up. You just bursted out laughing. And I have no shit. idea. It was why. fucking hilarious. So <laughs> so we get to um my, my friend Kenny. So we knew each other since elementary school. Kenny's like, come through, we're about to kick it. Daniel was his neighbor. At the time I didn't know who Daniel was. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't know what we were doing before this, but we found a traffic cone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you got some WD forty? I know what we can do. And he everyone's like, Yeah, let's get it. So, no questions asked. Grab the WD-40. Grab the lighter. We're going to make a fucking volcano out of a construction cone, right? So Sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds like an amazing idea. So, I'm at one end with the lighter. Daniel has the other end with the spray, right? He goes, I'm going to spray the inside. We got to let it set. We're going to trap it in. Once we release, once we open it up, light it, it should blow up. Like, all right, but we got to put a lot if we need to have a big explosion. He goes, okay, just don't light it until I say go. Okay, so he's spraying it. It's about like maybe 20 seconds in. I'm like, go. He goes, no. He's like, go. No, no. You were so like, go. Okay, so I lit it. The flame shoot shot out one side of the cone. Thing blew up. Flame shot out the other end where Daniel was at. Lit his whole arm on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> I, he didn't get burnt. It just burned the hairs oh, on his arm. Oh, man, but he's lucky. Yeah, that shit was funny, though. Wait, man. that was your first hangout encounter with Daniel? With Daniel, yeah. I didn't, Shut up. I didn't know it was him until, I want to say, probably freshman year. Shut of up. high school, yeah. Years later. Yeah. So after that day of this Maybe it was seventh experience... Or you guys go your separate ways, yeah. and then you guys meet sometime again, and you have this crazy story about how you wanted to make a volcano well, I, out yeah. of a traffic cone, and you're like, 
you're Daniel? Yeah. You're that kid? Well, I asked him, because uh, when we started kicking it, I didn't realize he lived right across the street from Kenny. I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. And I was like, hey, there's some kid at Kenny's house. I remember we were lighting a traffic cone, and I burned his arm. He's like, that's me. That's crazy. I was like, yeah. That's How's, wild. And doing? now you guys are best friends. Yeah, we're good. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, a cool story. That shit was funny. Good so times. Reckless. Good times. Blowing shit up, man. So and your obsession with fire. Yeah, no one lets that. me touch fire still till this day. No one okay. lets you touch fire. Mm-hmm. I remember I came over one time and I was like, ooh, someone's barbecuing. Like, it smells good out here. <laughs> I go to the backyard and it's you and your fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where's the food? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just making ashes. Oh, ashes for the garden. For the garden. Yeah, for the garden. <laughs> Everything is for the garden. Everything. Um, All hell mighty garden. Okay, so you were back to like the original, what we were talking about, friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit different because... Because you guys were the same friend yeah, group. But so, like right now, like if you... <clears throat> like if I was dating someone and then and you guys she had, had a friend... Separate you yeah, two separate friend groups. She yeah. has her set of friends. You have your set of friends. Are you hanging out with her set of friends without her? It depends. On, it versa. depends what we're doing. Let's say it was a Mariners game, and she planned on meeting up afterwards, and it's mm. the whole group. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, shit, I'll go. Right? Or let's say it's just the guys gonna go play basketball or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go hang out with them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, me personally. I would wait to go somewhere without her. But I guess that situation is different, though, because it was supposed to be an all-guys thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And, like, another, actually, yeah. another, I, w- I shouldn't say, she just didn't, like, barge into their whole group, their guy date or whatever you call this. Yeah. Another one of the wives ended up going. Oh, I see. Um, But, like, they bought their ticket day of, like, the very last minute. And yeah. And we just, like, oh, change of plans, never mind, we are going to go. Damn, they were kicking it and- while you were painting. <laughs> it's all good like you started painting mariners symbols and shit <laughs> i wish i was at the ball yeah. game actually no it was super so i ended up doing a planter but it's going to be actually a versatile one for me i think i think to begin with it's going to be a pen cup because like i love journaling i love like having my planner i'm the type of gal that has all the different like pens so mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a pen cup and then it might even be a vase at some point, and then it can still be a planter too. So, gotcha. I'm a very like it serves me and purpose in my life. It's if it's multifunctional, mm-hmm. you know. I love multifunctional pieces. One thing you should know about me. Nice. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> random, random note about me. You know, thinking about it, it's. I feel like it's pretty normal that your partner will get some sort of jealousy from you going out hanging with a certain group and they're not there regardless of who friend whose friend group it is right uh-huh. because it's like the whole FOMO thing because some people feel like they got to do everything mm. with not got to do everything but they do a lot of things with their partner and if mm. their partner's doing something that they normally do together mm-hmm. then they get a little, little upset mm. pretty sure it's like when if your husband watches a Netflix show without you Oh, that's so different. See, oh, I said that's so different. Really? Yeah, like if it's a if it's a Netflix series that we have watched together previously, mm-hmm. like yes, please don't start the new season without me because he's enjoying this just, moment with those characters. Because that's here. just rude, <laughs> <laughs> and I will get upset. No, I feel like that's happened in the past before. But however, last Friday, I was actually I was really excited for him to like just go spend some time with the guys and like go have fun. Yeah, you know. And then so when I found out my best friend and her friend the other wives went to go join i was like oh ryan's there is ryan still single 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 (laughs) i was like oh is ryan there is ryan still single and she's like yeah ryan's here i was like perfect dex can hang out with him and then they'll just be like the two bachelors of the group for the night Mm -hmm. and she was like oh god and i was like it's fine like he's gonna have a good time yeah and so i think i've been a little weird like the I don't know. My husband can do whatever he Well, wants. you like to go out and kick it, though. You got, like, a kicking mentality. No. Even though... Absolutely not. Mm, I'm going to debunk that right now man, before people start talking and rem- thinking some ways about me. <laughs> I remember when every time you're in town, we got to go out. I want to go out so bad. Mm, oh, oh I got to... I just want to do something. I need to get out the house. It's like, well... That yeah, was a vacation mentality. You're two hours away from home. 
Yeah. You're not on vacation. Three hours. You three, just went on three a, and a half hours. You just went on a on a long distance drive. Um. Yeah, I don't know. A drive greater than 30 miles. You drove from Seattle to Bellingham. That's what it's like. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. pretty much what it's like. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're talking about, yeah, when I was coming home yeah. and visiting. Like, yeah, I did want to go out. I did want to make the most yeah. of it. Because, like, I missed... I miss my people and just like being in the city and I wanted to do something. Yeah. I do not have the going out mentality. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Flip that around. That's you. Uh, I've been chilling, man. I didn't go out last week. Vince called me. They they all decided to have a barbecue last minute. And I'm like, man, I got to get some shit done. And Vince goes, what's going on, man? Uh, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm out here doing this plant shit. It's like, oh, we thought you were on a date. Like, we are just checking in. Wanted to make sure you're good. Like, we still got this uh, this passion fruit beer over here. and We got some tequila going. You Yum. Wait, come up? passion fruit beer? No, so the one they got was gross. Oh. There is a bomb one down in Georgetown at, uh, what's the place called? I'll figure it out later. But the one, I'll have that for my birthday. I'm going to try to get a shit ton. That one is pretty good. But the one that they got was, like, extremely sour. But anyway, so they were like, oh, are you... You okay? You good? And I was tempted to go out and drink, but I've been chilling, man. I've been on my grind lately. Yeah. I think I told you earlier, I can't wait till the day that I can say I did this, you know. For sure. It's going to feel good. I just got to put the shit aside that's like hindering my progress, you know. I was actually just going to ask you, have you ever been satisfied or unhappy with the progress that you are making in life? Whether that be like in your career, in your personal life, in your own journey to start your own business, getting that education, diploma, or like whatever it may be. Man, hey, honestly, we do not have time for me to go over all the things that I'm dissatisfied with. Like, I'm a tough cookie. It's really hard for me to please my... my let me change that. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty hard... It is hard for you to, no, it is hard for you to please yourself. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. It's pretty hard for me to be satisfied with the amount of work that I get done because I'm the type that only wants to see the, like, I want to hurry up and get to the finish line. You know what I mean? I know it's a slow race. Mm -hmm. It's a a marathon. I hate using that now. But It's a marathon? Yeah, I hate using that now because everybody uses that shit. Oh. uh, It's just so frustrating. But anyways, it's. It's all about endurance, right? You just got to keep pushing through it, keep keep trekking, and eventually you'll get to the finish line. But yeah, it's there's been times where I've set myself up for failure by thinking, oh, if I just do this instead, mm-hmm. then it's going to help me out. If I do A instead, it's going to help me out with B, Yeah, getting B accomplished. Didn't work out that way. Or if I just go in without planning something, I'm going to get the whole shit done right away. That's definitely my downfall because when I don't have a plan or a, a list of actions, right, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's like going to a grocery store without a shopping without list. Without a shopping list. Yes, exactly. I tell everybody that. Um, what do you tell people? That Well, they talk about their workout, right? They're like, uh-huh. should I just go in and do anything? Some people can do that. Oh. You just want to move. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you want to think about it as if you're going into a grocery store without a shopping list. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're just going to be picking everything off the shelf. Yeah. Right? And then some of the things might not go with each other. Yes. Right? Like, why are you going to grab a box of Frosted Flakes and some refried beans? doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Because you want cereal for breakfast. And tacos for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, that, I mean, that's like a really good way to put it. And if I were to guess, I think a lot of people feel the same way too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about how over the years... Like, year after year, I don't, and I could be like, man, like, my life is still the same. Or, like, my life hasn't trained, changed drastically. For real? Like, if I am looking for change. Uh-huh. Like, the one thing, the one example I can specifically think about is, like, with my journey in user experience. Mm-hmm. And how, for years, I wanted to get into UX. And so, finally... Over a year ago, I started, if you've been following and listening to our podcast since the beginning, you know that I started an online certificate program for user experience, yeah. and I made it to course four out of seven, and I'm about like 18 months 
it's been 18 months now and like I still haven't really? finished it. Yeah, I guess it has been unless I'm doing the math incorrectly. It's yeah. been over a year. Yeah. And I, the point is I still haven't finished it. And then so now I'm having these thoughts of like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm still not there. Even though I yeah. started, I'm still not there. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like beating myself up because I look, I look back at this journey and like what got in the way. And essentially, I've just been self-sabotaging myself. That was a little repetitive. Yeah, okay. I've been sabotaging <laughs> myself and, uh, yeah, having, like, these really bad behaviors and attitudes well, when it comes to it. It challenges your values, though, right? I feel like it, that's a common phrase that I use every single time where... We talk about that a lot, yeah, values. And it's crazy because if you're able to reflect on that, like, do you truly want to be a graphic designer? Wait, no, no, sorry. Uh, no, user, I don't want to be a graphic designer. Sorry, user experience. That is a really good question because I think I got into or I started the certificate program to see if this is something I really wanted to do mm -hmm. as far as a career. Yeah. And I didn't know if I wanted to take it that far unless I started, mm -hmm. right? So I started it. I got really interested. Yeah. But I just haven't brought myself to finish it. Gotcha. So, because well, let's say this, because you like the job that you're at. I do. If you accomplish this, the UX certifi certification, then what? Are you going to try to search for a UX job, or are you going to keep the job you have? Right. So that I'm not. That I'm not sure. Yeah, but I would say that you you are the type that, if you have a project in mind, a large project, you will be disappointed in yourself for not finishing it. Mm -hmm. You do yeah. want to get it done. Yeah. But at what cost, you know? I think that sometimes we have these projects in mind that we want to get accomplished and we keep pushing through because we don't want to fail at something. And sometimes that could be our biggest barrier towards like succeeding in some other route in our life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because there's sometimes like I was so worried about trying to learn how to play guitar, which till this day I still can't, but mm -hmm. I would spend fucking hours, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, I got to learn this. I got to learn this. And I felt like I would make some progress, you know, every time I would learn a certain part of a song, I'd feel okay about it. But at the same time, though, it wasn't really a, it was actually preventing me from growing in other areas of my life, right? So I would be staying up late, I wouldn't get rest, and I would have to start just focusing on work. Um, my energy at work was really low. Then I was beating myself up for not providing enough time with friends and family, and it, it wasn't just the guitar. There was, I was a bunch of say, yeah, just, all, all because, because of, of a fucking guitar. guitar. Yeah, no, it was so it wasn't just the guitar, but it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, we forgot to turn and laugh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry if it's loud, sorry. you guys. We can't deal with it. It won't edit. Oh well. But yeah, so I mean, there were other things where I felt like it was really at the time. I felt like it was really important, and yeah. I would devote so much time because I didn't want to fail. Yeah, but that I would set myself up for failure the next day with the other things I really needed to get done. Mm. I think that's kind of how I felt about the UX certificate. There yeah. would be times where that was my focus. That was my priority. But along the way, I would start procrastinating and coming up with excuses, mm -hmm. saying things to myself like, I don't have time. And essentially, I was prioritizing. I started to begin prioritizing other things in my life over getting it done and finishing my certificate. Mm -hmm. So procrastination is one of the ways or one sign of self-sabotage that I think a lot of us do. So I'm definitely a procrastinator. Uh, I have been doing that since high school, maybe mm -hmm. middle school. I feel like everybody in middle school, high school has been a procrastinator, right? Yeah. Um, but I found that you know, as I got older, there are a lot of hobbies I want to pick up. And I think that if I at least take some time to get better with these hobbies, that I'm accomplishing something. But in the end, it's really just me procrastinating because, you know, I'm avoiding what really needs to get done. Whatever's my top priority by making myself feel like I'm accomplishing something. For example, the guitar. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, little backstory behind this fucking guitar. I, you sound mad at it. Well, no, I'm I'm still pissed till this day because uh -oh. I could have I could have spent my money a little bit wiser in my college years because when I went to college I didn't have any furniture. Mm 
like it was everything was last minute found out i got in i had about a month to save up for whatever the fuck i needed didn't save up got there with a little bit of money didn't even look at my apartment and when i got there i was like oh shit i'm here i'm happy but i have nothing like i just brought my clothes and and whatever else i needed right my my daily necessities but i didn't have any furniture and so at some point i was like dante just work save some money buy some furniture i saved up some money let's go get a bed and a couch drove to spokane to look for couches hit the first furniture store delivery from spokane to pullman was like 200 bucks so i'm like let's let's find a different spot right and me and my boy jason we drove from or in between the first furniture store and the next furniture store was Guitar Center. Oh, no. And it said sale. Oh, no. In big, bold letters at the front of the <laughs> store. So I was like, oh, shit. I like guitars. Uh, let's go. Check it out. So we go inside. You're an impulse buyer. <laughs> this was bad. So we go inside and um, <laughs> and dude's like, what can we help you out with, bro? What? I was like, I want a fucking guitar. And so, I don't even know why I said it like that, but, like, I just started feeding off of the dude's energy, right? And so, he starts getting this, he's, like, he starts looking at guitars, he's, like, what's your skill level? I'm, like, I've never fucking played, but I want something good. And so, he goes over to this guitar that's on sale, and he starts playing it, and it sounds fucking amazing, Amazing. right? (laughs) I'm, like, oh, my God, I want that one. End up buying the guitar without realizing that when I play, it's not going to sound like that, (laughs) right? So you're like, this sounds wrong. Yes. So anyways, I bought the guitar, go to the next place, next furniture store. I was like, oh, I could probably find a deal. Look at my bank account, found out that I spent all my money on the guitar and I didn't have enough money for the couch. Oh, right? no. So, so yeah, this is why I kind of, I'm kind of upset because right now I don't know how to play the fucking guitar. I could probably play five seconds of a Backstreet Boys song. Damn. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> That that was my hobby, right? And going back to what we were what we were originally talking about, playing the guitar was my hobby. So every day I would set aside time to try to learn a next portion the next portion of a song, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm getting somewhere, you know, I'm feeling good because I'm accomplishing something. And yeah. everybody's gonna feel rewarded when you feel like you're getting um, something getting done. something done or going to the next level of something, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to playing 10 seconds of Ooh. the song, right? Right? And, you know, in the end, I realized, like, this is just something I enjoy doing, but it's preventing me from getting to the next level of my career. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm a little shocked because, again, we're, we're outside. We transition outside. And <laughs> there's these wild animals around here, right? <laughs> but... But yeah, so the guitar is like was my form of procrastination for the longest time. Like yeah. it wasn't Netflix, wasn't watching TV, wasn't hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. It was oh, I feel like I'm gonna get something accomplished. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the people that are unorganized while trying to get organized. You know, uh-huh. where people try to clean one room. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm gonna start with the kitchen. Uh-huh. They walk to the living room and they're like, oh shit, I see this. Then you start cleaning the living room. Oh and then gosh. you go to the bedroom, you're like, oh, I got to do this. So you're bouncing around all three rooms thinking you're getting shit done, but you're kind of just You're disorganized while trying to get organized. Yes, exactly. Did you enjoy playing guitar? Like it brought you joy? It brought me joy, yeah. But it was like a temporary sense of joy, right? Yeah. It almost seems like you were, you were playing guitar to like voids, to void or fill something. I don't know. I'm actually, I should not try to <laughs> analyze why you're getting. To avoid or feel something. I don't know. Like, like you were avoiding having to get your actual stuff done. Well, yeah, that's the procrastination. That's what, yeah. that's what my point was, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like people that play video games where they're like, oh, let me just play for like five or ten minutes. Or same thing with the movie. Oh, let me just watch one movie or one TV show. Uh-huh. It never and turns. And it never ends up it's, happening It's like way. the one chip. The one chip paradox. The one. What is the one chip paradox? I'm just going to have one chip. Yeah, no, that never happens. Exactly. Never. Ever. (laughs) Never. Who came up with that? So it's like, it's like you tell yourself it's only going to be one whatever, and it's Uh never just one. Yeah. I mean, you may not know. It's the same thing with basketball players. 
They're like, oh, just one more. We just need one more. Or one more game. All you got to say is one more. Uh And the person that's about to leave is like, fuck, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm. All right, I'll play. It's just going to be one game. One game turns into one hour. One hour turns into one day. That's interesting because you know when, and this is kind of like unrelated actually, but you know when you're feeling like super unmotivated to do something, like for example, a chore, like clean the bathroom or Mm -hmm. clean your room or do the laundry or do the dishes or whatever. There's a thing that's like you should just start doing it and like set a timer for 10 minutes and more than likely, even though when your timer goes off, you will continue doing that task. Yep. I don't remember like what that's called, but that's interesting that it kind of works that same way too, where you're just like, okay, just one more TV show. But it never, ever happens that way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a funny, not really a funny story with procrastination, but it stands out because this incident almost held me back in high school like I was close to not graduating so something like I didn't me and a few other people we didn't turn in something for like our senior project Mm -hmm. which is like if I recall correctly this like year-long or half year-long project that you work on in your senior year of high school and then at the end you present it with like a 10-page paper you have a presentation and whatever else required right I turned something in late, and the teacher was so upset. She was like, I need you guys right now to write a two-page paper on why it took you so long to complete this section. And so literally in like... Write a two-page paper on why... a paper. Yeah, on a paper. (laughs) And so... Who's this teacher? Shout out this teacher. I don't even remember her name. What high school? Ingram. Ingram High School. Where does she live? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, burn the house down. (laughs) And so, anyways, it was, like, me and a few others. Anyways, I think in, like, half a day or a day, we had to write this two-page paper. So we go to the library or the computer lab or something, write up a paper, and I actually ended up writing it on procrastination. And when she read it, she was, like, so... I, I want to say satisfied. Like, she was very proud. She was like, wow, you can, like, write this in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. yet failed to, you know, do whatever the, the previous assignment yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah. procrastination procrastination stands out to me. I think I, too, have always been a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself, like, do better next time. Like, no better, do better. Why put yourself in that situation? But... Time and time again, we find ourselves in our in this position where we just, like, put something off and uh, it just stops our progression. Yeah, 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 I mean, I feel like you have to be aware, though. I'm aware all the time. So, like, for example, as a family of four, like, we do laundry almost daily. And so it's on my mind all the time, like, when I come home and I'm like, you know what? That load probably in the washer needs to go to the dryer. Or when it's done, I'm like, it's done. It can be pulled out right now, and I should fold it and get it ready to be put away tomorrow. And yet I find myself scrolling on my phone or on my my laptop or doing whatever, anything else but laundry. And so just little things like that are always on my mind. Like, you know, I could be doing this right now, but I choose to do some mindless activity because I don't want to be doing this chore at the moment. I mean, would you say, are you aware of your procrastination? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's an interesting question, knowing that knowing that I schedule my time based on what I can get accomplished. Yeah. This fucking rat is climbing up the grapevine. That is crazy. I've what? never... It's gone. No, it's right there. No, I mean, like, it's gone off the grapevine. That's oh. wild. Is he all over? Is that the same one? I don't know. He's chilling. It looks like a Joey. A Joey. I mean, neither one look like Franklin. Franklin. Whatever. Joey, Franklin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Just don't come near us. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think it's funny that you asked that because, like, knowing that I schedule my time, I block out my time based on what I can get accomplished. Yes. Um, I am aware of certain levels of procrastination. Mm-hmm. So, as far as, like, TikTok. TikTok. Or let's say social media. No, actually TikTok only because I'm not really on Instagram. Okay. Like I'll scroll. I'll do like three swipes. Three mm-hmm. good swipes. 
like uh, the Price is Right. You know when you're spinning the big wheel? Yeah, the yeah, very yeah. end of the episode. The very end of the get, episode. To get the 100 or Yeah, the $1. The $1. The 100 Is it one? It's $1. Is that it's it's $1. $1. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I do the big <laughs> I do the big swipe, but we have to swipe it up. It goes sorry. fast, though. Anyways. Start, no, I know. I'm just like, oh, did I like, miss anything? <laughs> so I do it three times. I'm like, oh, that looked kind of good. Let me scroll back up. Oh, no. You're so, like, I can't find it anymore. Yep, if I can't find it, it I'm done. sponsored content. I don't know. Yeah, and if, it, if I can't find it, I'm done. Yeah. Right? But with TikTok, I would give myself 10 videos. I don't do only 10 videos. It goes longer than that, right? So it took a while for me to shake that because before I would think that I'm building self-control. <laughs> So I took it as a challenge that if I watched more than 10 videos, Mm -hmm. that I had an issue that I needed to work on. Mm -hmm. So let me challenge myself to stick to only 10 videos. Mm -hmm. That way I can manage my time a little bit more efficiently Uh and allow myself to do the things that are more leisure. Yeah. How many videos are you watching these days? Okay, about 38. So um, (laughs) There's something wrong with you. (laughs) Shit ain't working. So so I just don't do it anymore. Right? I Mm -hmm. I don't watch TikTok. Like... Oh, when you don't watch TikTok anymore? No, well, I mean, I do when I when I know that I'm not going to be working within that time slot. Yeah. So there were times at work in between breaks I would watch TikTok, but I, I mean, everybody thinks, oh, well, Dante, that's your break. But mm-hmm. with all the shit that we that we're working on, I could use that time to read something, yeah. to take notes, or type up some thoughts or ideas, right? Yeah. So that's what I would do. I would just stop myself from watching the videos. If I know I have more than two minutes of a, two minutes for my break, mm-hmm. I would use that time to read instead. So like I just, I just gave up on trying to build that skill set of being able to be distracted for a little bit and getting back on track. Mm-hmm. To just say fuck it, don't get distracted at all. Mm, interesting. So, so now my only problem that I think that I have is. Not only, what the fuck, I probably got a shit ton of problems. But I think one of my biggest problems is figuring out whether there's like a deeper level of procrastination. So I have three projects, right? I've got the gym, the plant stuff, and then our podcast, right? Uh Uh-huh. So our podcast stuff is usually at night because I need to do the plant stuff in the middle of the day while it's sunny out. Uh My gym stuff, is when it comes to reading, it's usually at night or while I'm at the gym or... um, Actually, yeah, at night or while at the gym. So when I'm doing the plant stuff, sometimes I get caught up thinking, oh, I could finish this in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's not a, that's not procrastination. That's more of time management, mm-hmm. not being efficient with my time or not being realistic with my time because I think like, oh, shit, what's really an hour-long process, I think I could get it, get it done in 10 minutes. I'm not being real with myself, right? Damn. Uh huh. So you ain't flash out here. You know that's in a sense just not being realistic, and I feel like some people just aren't realistic with what can be accomplished, and they're not willing to put the time in to actually plan it out, right? Which is the tough thing to do because when you don't know where to start, you're just kind of lost all over the place, and then you're less motivated to actually get the stuff done. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a clear plan. If you don't have a clear pan- plan or a clear path. Yeah. Right? You know, when you, before you started talking about your three kind of business ventures, if you will, uh-huh. um, I had a thought that it seems like we procrastinate because we have this, like, lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. And that sounds about right. When I think of self-sabotage, I think of when we get in the way of reaching our, like, highest potential or our goals. hmm which I guess is connected to, like, a lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. Do you see where I'm going? <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. I think that I'd probably be a little bit more dis- more detailed saying that you get in a way where you're not necessarily benefiting yourself. So, mm-hmm. let's say you get in, because you could get uh, in a way. I disagree. Really? You could benefit yourself because you, like, you played guitar, and, like, that brought you joy. Um, well, what I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Yeah, <laughs> like that's you're just, benefiting yourself in one way, but not in another sense, which is like to reach your but w- towards your end goal. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying though is that, let's say you wanted to start a a food truck, right? 
Okay. Okay, and then you think Perfect. you you think that <laughs> you should do these three steps in this order, like one, two, three, right? Mm-hmm. But you really should be doing one, three, two mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. And I guess what my point was is that even though you did the order in a potentially incorrect way, doesn't mean that you're self-sabotaging yourself. It's a learning experience. Yes. I guess that's where I yes. wanted to differentiate what your what your definition was because mm-hmm. you stated that you're getting in the way of your own success, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really... Getting in it, the way of your own goals. Yeah, yeah. I think it just depends on how you how you approach that because like, you can still be in the way of your own goals mm-hmm. because you think that's the right way to do it Yeah. versus you're in the way of your own goals by not trying to accomplish something. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, by not making an attempt to accomplish something. Yeah. Yeah. I get, like, that's, like, true self-sabotage. Yeah, so I guess that's what... I wanted to clear that up because, okay. like... Because some people might get discouraged thinking that, oh, well, I'm trying to accomplish this big... This big goal here, mm-hmm. and I keep fucking up. Maybe I'm just sabotaging myself. Well, it's like, you're not, you're not sabotaging yourself if you keep pushing to try and succeed. Yeah. Just learn from what your losses are, what mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. and do better, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know, you and I both read this article that talked about the different mindsets rooted in self-sabotage, and it talked about counterproductive mindsets. Yeah. So yeah. some of them were like um, negativity, indecisiveness, which, oh, man, if you talk to the people closest to me in my life, they would probably say... <laughs> Hey, hey, you're chuckling because what would they say, Dante? That I'm probably one of the most indecisive people. Don't let her decide anything. Anything. I can be so indecisive when it comes to decision making, which I'm aware of, but I still do it all the time. I'm trying to get better at it. How? Like, how does someone that's indecisive become better? <laughs> just, like, make the I damn decision. I never understood that, Michelle. yeah. Just make the damn decision. And if you're really indifferent about it, then fuck it. Go with whatever. So what do you... Yeah, what the fuck... What happens what? when you're indecisive? I don't understand. What do you mean, what happens? What goes on in your head? Like, why can't a decision be made? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'm just so open-minded that it could really go either way. <laughs> Okay, McDonald's and Burger King. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's what do you mean it could go? That's what do you want? Like, well, I mean, like, because I, I know I know quite a few people that are that are pretty indecisive, and like, let's say let's say just kicking in with friends. No one can put their foot down and say what they want. Well, actually, that might be different. People might know what they want, but they're just worried to speak out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what are you most indecisive about? Ooh, when I had my house or like, yeah, when I, when I had my own place, maybe like buying furniture or like anything for the home. So anything from like decor to furniture pieces, just like picking out the style, I would be so indecisive. Like I, oh, 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 in our first house, when we lived in Everett, it almost took me like two years to decide on a rug for our living room. Why? Because I didn't know what kind of style, like, what kind of design I wanted it to be. Like, and I had an idea, and I would spend time and time again researching, and I never found something that was like, ooh, I love that one. Like, I had to be certain about it, because so it was, is like, that, a is bigger that... purchase. Ooh, yeah, and that, too. If it's a bigger purchase, <laughs> if it's more expensive, I'm going to spend more time on it. So is that being indecisive, or is it being more, like, just being picky? Maybe both. You know? <laughs> a little bit of both. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I am indecisive, and I get that. It can hurt me sometimes. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned negative self-talk, right, earlier? Yeah. yeah. So the, that was a weird transition. but <clears throat> It's so true. I mean, you are talking about starting a food truck was your example. Yeah. You know, when we were out in Tri-Cities... Me, my husband, and a oh, couple yeah. cousins of mine. I forgot about that. Like, yeah, what the fuck? wanted to start, not a food truck, but we wanted to have a pop-up, yeah, right? Yeah. And we were talking to, like, my cousin's husband about it, who loves to cook. And, like, everybody loves his cooking. He's, like, passionate about it. We're like, yes, you should do it. 
And he was like the most negative Nancy one about it. Nah, people are going to say something. They're always going to have their comments, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Like people are always going to have their comments anyway. But you're still a good cook and we think like you would do well at it. Pretty much she just always was like talking to him or whatever. Having a lot of negative self-talk. Yeah. Which got in the way. Hmm. Have you ever done that to yourself? Yes, absolutely. Example. So another example of like how I self-sabotage is imposter syndrome. And this is like more so in the workplace. So when I had my previous job, I was in the associate position. And a couple years in, people were telling me how I should like go for the rep position. But I was like, um, like I don't really feel capable of it. Like I don't think I could do it myself. And I just never went for it, you know? And then even, like, still to this day, actually, when I just got my new job a couple months ago, one of the executive directors reached out to me on LinkedIn, like, asking me about that position again. And still, however many years later, I still feel like I am not capable for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. even though I've been told time and time again that I can and so it's just not matching up, right? Like, yeah. they see it in me, but I don't. And so that's a form of negative self-talk. It's kind of like, Michelle, why don't you go for it? Clearly people see you have potential and they see it in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, you are holding your own self back. Yeah. Do you think you're comparing yourself when it comes to a moment like that, though? Comparing like, well, myself to... To someone that might be in that position or like an idea of what a person in that position is like? No. So what, I don't think so I'm how do you know you're the- I don't think I'm capable because, okay, for one, I don't see myself as a salesperson, and it is very much like a sales, it is a sales position. Okay. I just never saw myself in that way, and so maybe it starts from there. I don't know, like, where it roots from. So is it that you don't want to, or you don't see yourself in that type of position? I don't see myself in that type of position, but more than anything, I just didn't think I was capable of the position, even though multiple people, multiple people I like that told word. me that I should go for it. What was it, though, that made you feel like you couldn't, you didn't see yourself being that type of person or being that, or holding that type of title? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I could sell. I don't think, like... I did a really good job. I don't know. I just didn't think mm. I, I didn't think I could. I guess you know our biggest our biggest challenge is the the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we're uncertain about anything, we kind of feel discouraged because we're we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And yeah, human, being human beings, we want to know. We want certainty with our choices. Uh, I had a similar experience when I was going for the Seattle Storm position. I was reaching out for sports teams, I think, two years after college. So I reached out to the Mariners, the Seahawks, Sounders, some college teams. Then I got a call back from Seattle Storm, and they had a internship position, right? Mm-hmm. And so I get in, do the interview, and she's like, you know, I want to introduce you as my assistant, not the intern. I was like, fuck, I'll take that. Bet I'm the fucking assistant strength coach. I like mm-hmm. that. And so we get in there, and then I realize, like, I'm dealing with pro athletes. This is a completely different level, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the amount of professionalism that goes into this type of position is completely different than working at a corporate gym. And, yeah, for sure. you know, you really don't understand until you're around the coaches and how shit really goes down. You know, you could lose a job in a day if you fuck up. Stakes are high. Was that stakes are extremely stakes high. Are high yeah. So I think it was probably the first week where, well, first week was easy. You know, we get the players coming in at the beginning of the season. As they're funneling through, we do their intake forms, take measurements, and then go through some assessments. And I'm like, oh, it's a piece of cake. This is what I do on a normal basis. Then we started getting into their strength programs and the practices and dealing with the uh, Physical therapists, the athletic trainers, chiropractors, doctors, and nutritionists. And we're kind of all working together, right? I'm like, yo, this is a big fucking deal. And I'm getting really overwhelmed. And I'm like, maybe I'm not made for this. Like, I don't think I'm there yet. 
You're like, I can't do this. Yeah, maybe I can't do this. So for about two or three days straight, I'm thinking like, fuck, Dante, like, I don't think you're built for this kind of thing, right? And something just hit me where if I keep telling myself that, I'm never going to progress with anything in life, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm never going to take that leap of faith and be like, hey, who knows what the fuck is going to happen? If you fail, at least you tried, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think after that moment, I realized, like, I'm going to take that leap no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm never going to let anything hold me back. And it, it puzzles me when people still do this because, well, when people our age still do this because what is really holding you back other than your fear? Mm-hmm. You know, you are your biggest barrier in life. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to be, if you choose to be the person that keeps putting yourself down, you're never going to accomplish anything in life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, like, at the root of self-sabotage is a fear of failure. And we as humans don't like to fail. For sure. And don't, I guess some of us don't even want to attempt to see where it goes if we, to see if we fail or not. Like, we don't give ourselves that opportunity to. I mean, ignorance is bliss, right? If people don't know the outcome or people don't know what's really going on, Mm-hmm. then they're going to be content with their life the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. With how they envision life being. Yeah. You know, I think one of, one of, what do you call, okay, I want to talk about comfortability. Comfortability, is that the right word? Being comfortable and uh-huh. how that's actually one of, like, the worst things we can feel. And I don't mean comfortable like you're comfortable in your your own couch, in your own home. Like, it's good to be comfortable, but it's not to be good. It's not to be comfortable in every aspect of life. Because if you get too comfortable, especially... How many times can you say comfortable? I, yeah, I don't know. In a it's kind of, it's a little bit of a tongue twister for me right now. But, like, if you are too comfortable with where you're at in life, that can hurt your personal growth. Mm-hmm. And you end up self-sabotaging yourself. Yeah. Because you are so comfortable. What do they say? Like, don't get so comfortable at your job. Shoot, at least my husband doesn't. Like, I feel like my husband, he's at a workplace for, like, probably two years. Okay. And then he's kind of, like, on to the next. Oh, shit. Not in a bad way. So yeah. It's weird because I feel like there's two sides to this. It's um, either you stay at a workplace for longevity and you show that on your resume. Like, ooh, I've been here for five years plus. Or there's the worker that changes the places of employment, like, every year or two. And I think both are fine. I think I'm coming to find out that, like, both are fine. But are you pushing yourself enough? Like, are you progressing enough? Or are you just so comfortable? I think of it as, like, reaching a state of equilibrium, right? A state of equilibrium. Like, just being balanced. Uh Uh-huh. Where whenever you're balanced, like... You're just at the same level the whole time. There's no pressure being applied to you or there's an equal amount of pressure being applied on both sides that you just stay in the same position, Ooh. right? Do you and think that's good? No, not at all. Yeah. You could think of like tug of war, right? You're at the middle You're at the middle of the rope. The midpoint? Yeah, you're at the midpoint. And on one end, you have your doubt uh-huh. that's pulling you closer to that to that finish line. The other end, you have your support system that's like, no, you can do it. It could be yeah. yourself, your your people, your community, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you have an equal pull on both sides, you're just never going to get anywhere, right? Yeah. So you need, a little, you need a little bit more of a pull or a push towards that progressive end in order to get somewhere. On the support side? Yeah, on the support side. And, like, are you really getting enough on that side? I think you can have all the support in the world, but you can still also have negative thoughts and not do anything about it uh-huh. and still that's be self sabotaging. Yeah, that's yourself. true. That's true. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Stephen. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, he's going to call you next week. He's like, yeah, hey, listen to that episode, man. Um, he wants to be on the pod. You got you to gotta shift next week. <laughs> Open. No, that, no. Is, that is crazy, oh. though. I mean,. I but mean, you, do you see what I mean? You can have as much support. Well, so we talked about this a little bit outside of the podcast, right? And we did talk about this on a previous episode, but generational trauma. You know, I feel like negative self-talk can come from generational trauma. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't realize it, right? 
you know, we come from a family where growing up, a lot of people talk trash about each other. Like, we joke around about each other. Damn. And it's not a bad thing. It's just like, it's just like if someone does something stupid or does something weird or doesn't do something the right way, we kind of just laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it gets too, it gets to be too much where it makes you feel like you don't know how to do something right. Mm. And Ew. the older generation might not know how that, how that's going to affect, affect the younger you. crowd, right? Because, yeah. I, you know, I've got a cousin, you know, if he gets criticized about one little thing, it becomes a huge deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we have to be a little bit careful with things that we say. Yes. And, you know, I've gotten to a point when I was younger where I was like, I don't want to hear this, I don't want to hear that, mm-hmm. because you're making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. But, mm-hmm. I mean, luckily I grew out of it, kind uh-huh. of. I kind of grew out of it. But still, it's like, there are things that our parents do that negatively affect our progression within our career or like our mm-hmm. just growth, right? Yeah. Growth it's in like, general. It's like when people have comments to make and they're not great or nice or supportive comments, it puts us, puts some self-doubt in us. Yeah. And then we start questioning ourselves. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, sometimes it gets to the point where we just essentially talk ourselves out of going after whatever we want. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Not really funny, but when you were talking about family and how sometimes what family says, like, ends up affecting us. I thought of the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was a little loud. But, um... And I just think about, like, that is such a bullshit phrase that we grew up. Literally, like, people, like... People were teaching us to believe this, you know? Yeah. Words will never hurt me. And then now, look, we're all fucked up and we all need help. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because words actually do hurt. <laughs> yeah. Someone called me a bitch. I got into a fight. <laughs> Almost got in trouble. See, no. Words, oh, my God. <laughs> words do a lot. Words do a lot. Yeah. But, but no, it is wild because it took me a long time to shake that negative self-talk where I brought it up on the previous episode where my grandpa brought me out to play baseball. Mm -hmm. Because I told him I want to go out and play baseball. And around that time, I was always playing with the family. Every Sunday in the summertime, we would get a shit ton of people out playing softball. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this can't be any different. So this guy decides to throw like fucking 60 mile an hour fastballs at me. And I'm, what, seven years old, maybe? (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? I can't hit shit. And Mm -hmm. so on the way home, he's like, you can't play. (laughs) You can't play if you can't hit a fastball. So when I get home to my mom, I'm crying. Yeah. She's, I think it was the day of tryouts. I'm, I don't remember, but I think it was the day of tryouts. And she's like, why don't you want to go? I'm like, well, Grandpa said I can't play if I can't hit a fastball. Yeah. And I think it was that day that kind of made me realize, like, I have to shake it off. Yeah. You know, I mean, those words still hurt because, like, during the tryout, like, I was blasting. I was killing it. Oh, right? nice. I was, everything was good. You're like, Grandpa was wrong. Right? But... Like, when I, heard, when I heard the kids outside, they're like, whoa, whoa. I was like, oh, I'm feeling good about myself, right? Then I get to the worst team. I'm like, well, at the time, I didn't know it was the worst team. Oh. But that whole season, I probably got one hit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? One of my good friends on the baseball team, he makes it to the select team that year. Oh. I'm sitting there crying on the bench. I'm like, what the fuck? Grandpa I can't was right. Fucking ball grapple <laughs> was right, right? And so... So Wait, it was this baseball. This is this is baseball, and I'm like, man, fucking grandpa. I'm about to drink a sprite. <laughs> and um, keep but, going. But yeah, I think that you know, I was able to shake off the the down talk, any of the shit talk. But there were little moments where I was like, oh, I was doubting my my abilities based on what's happened in the past, right? Yeah. You know, that's the tough thing. Like, how do you learn to? Be better than the person you were before and not let your past affect your performance later on, right? Yeah, it's hard because you grow up believing these types of things. So you're like, oh, damn, I'm not as good of a baseball player Mm -hmm. as I was. And you go on living life thinking that way. So at some point you do just have to like kind of, I don't know, like break it down and not believe it anymore. Like you have to change your belief system essentially and be like, no, I am a good player or like I can play. Look at you now. You're playing softball every Wednesday. I it also broke my fucking I, finger Wait, don't tell your grandpa year. that. I think your grandpa should go to a softball nah, game. Nah. You're like, Grandpa, I made it. 
<laughs> well, I, might, I missed two weeks, man. I'm hoping I get back out there next week. I'm hoping. But, yeah. That Did he could, ever go to a baseball game of yours in high school? Because I know you oh, played in high school. Not in high school. They stopped right when high school started. Because they our games are when? right when high school started. They stopped going to going, your games? Yeah, because, I mean, my games were around the time that um, my mom had worked. Because games are right after high school. And right after right school. After, sorry, right after school. So it would be like 3.45 or something, right? Got it. 4 o'clock, and that's still mm-hmm. work hours. Yeah. And so my grandparents, you know, I'm not going to bug them to come. Got they used it. to come to my games all the time, and okay. I'd be fucking killing it before them. But, yeah, yeah, those were, those were the days. Those, <laughs> those were, the, were days. the days. But when you were talking about restructuring your your mindset. thoughts or belief system or mindset, yeah. right? That's... I wonder if that's like, to me, that sounds like a sense of cognitive dissonance, right? That That's what was mentioned in the article as well, where cognitive dissonance is um, when your actions don't align with your beliefs or your values and it causes some some type of awkward feeling because things aren't aligning, right? Mm-hmm. So have you ever been in a situation where like you've done something that doesn't match with your belief system and it's just like mentally fucked you up and you had to reassess everything. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like a, a good example of this. Okay. So you know when you're like working out and you try to, and you're like on a plan mm-hmm. and you try to stick to like a certain amount of calorie intake okay. per day. Right. And so maybe, so then you like come out with a number and you're like, okay, great. Like I need 1600 calories a day or like whatever number that is. I don't know. Okay. Okay? So I was like, I was pretty good with my diet and my workout, let's say for about like four or five months. And I was noticing my food intake, what I was eating, how like clean and healthy it was. And I'm like, and I had great energy. I'm like, oh shoot. Like I eat so well and my energy is so great. Like, damn, I really didn't need all that bad stuff. Bad stuff, a.k.a. sugar, carbs, you know, whatever. Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't really need any of that. Like, I'm good. Except for whenever I started to fall off of said workout plan or, you know, I, like, I started to eat more and, like, all my bad habits started to come back. So it's like I knew it wasn't good for me. I knew I didn't need it. Yet I went back to my old ways of like eating all the carbs and all the sugar in the world. Okay. And it's so I actively I knew I was like messing myself up. And I was like, Michelle, like all this work you did in the last like four to five months to get to get to where you are right now, like going down the drain because you want a fucking donut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. To me, that was kind of a form of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. it's like I actively knew I was like fucking myself up too you still did it and I still do it Shame. to this day Shame. to this day I still do it I so know I don't so it. why though like what causes you to do that like fall off my yeah, plan yeah, yeah temptation and not caring temptation like oh my god like I just want yeah. you know I want the carbs I want that sweets and uh, it's not something that I prioritize right now in my life. Well, then that's something to reassess, right? Because obviously it seems like that's not something that's high on your value mm-hmm. list or your priority list. And then mm-hmm. it's just something really to worry about, you know? I get what you mean, though. I, I feel like, I guess like what I'm trying to say is that when you reassess your values to truly like figure out what do you really want Mm -hmm. out of life you don't necessarily experience like this cognitive dissonance because because if it's really if it's truly high on your priority list or your values like you're gonna put time forward and um put effort forward to make sure that you accomplish it right Mm -hmm. yeah all right if i were to say there is one way we can stop self-sabotaging ourselves is to unlearn And what I mean by unlearn is to rethink of a new way of thinking. So instead of having a negative mindset, talking to yourselves negatively, practice more positive self-talk. And also, it's important to recognize that some beliefs we've had in the past is not exactly true anymore. 
give me one way, you think. We can self-sabotage. I think that... Stop self-sabotage, I mean. Wait, what did you say? I said, give me one way we can self-sabotage. <laughs> We've got to stop trying to figure out whether we... That's not a gunshot. We're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there has been a lot of shootings around here lately. That's kind of funny. But anyway, so I think that one way that we can work on preventing self-sabotage is not overthinking whether we're capable of doing something or not. Yes. I think we need to figure out whether we can do something or not, you know? And not going in with the mindset that, oh, no, I can't or I can. Because even saying that you can do something can lead to extreme discouragement if you're not the type of person that can bounce back from an extreme downfall. See what I'm saying? Because like, there are people that seem overly confident about a situation. Mm-hmm. And then when shit doesn't go their way, they mm-hmm. don't want to try again. So if you go into a situation thinking like, okay, well, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. and figure it out. I see what you mean. Then then you're going to be more successful going that route if mm-hmm. you're unaware of what type of person you are. All right. Well, remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. And make sure to turn on your notifications because we will be blasting you guys with a ton of new episodes and we've got some new segments coming soon. Yes. Stay tuned. Till next time. Catch you guys later.